Hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome to the Lioness Method podcast for female business owners, entrepreneurs, and leaders who are passionate about growing their leadership skills, building amazing teams, and solving real-life problems with a growth mindset. I'm your host, Narissa Sue, and today we have the pleasure of speaking with Carrie Thomas Omar, the brand boss. And Carrie is a former corporate rebel turned entrepreneur. She's a branding extraordinaire. And Carrie's mission is to help entrepreneurs build premium brands to increase their visibility, credibility, and profitability in the business market. Carrie believes that there are so many good people with amazing messages and missions that can be really impactful to others, but they lack visibility. They are heart-centered entrepreneurs and they do not get loud about what they do and their branding is not at the level of positioning themselves as the expert. She uses her proprietary and research-backed system to help entrepreneurs build these premium brands to grow profits in their businesses Clients of hers regularly sell high ticket offers and they are seen as the go-to experts. Most importantly, her clients finally feel that they have a brand that they can truly identify. They wake up every day energized, excited, and motivated to share their messages and their missions with their audience. So welcome, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, this is, I'm, I'm honored. I'm so honored that you thought of me. <laughs> no, um, we have been working together um, for a while now, and, and you have helped me so much. I was like, I would love to have Carrie on the show uh, to share with all of the wonderful entrepreneurs that are listening about your branding wisdom. So I'm super excited to, to dig in today. Yeah, no, I'm excited. This is going to be fun. Amazing. Well, yeah, so let's just get started. We'll jump right in. So okay. Tell us a little bit about who you serve and how you serve them. Yeah, so um, my name is Carrie Thomas Amara. I work very well with um, coaches, speakers, consultants, really helping them create these premium and luxury brands that helps them position their place, position themselves in the market as like that person to be able to charge like those 30K, 100K, 200K offers easily and effortlessly. And the, how we build a brand to actually put them in a place to where they have a brand that actually makes massive impact and it also where they can make the money they want to make and then also be able to have that time freedom that they desire because I know that a lot of our clients have families and they're married and things like that and having time with their family is really important to them so for them to be able to serve deeply and be able to spend time with their family is super important so that's what we help them create. Amazing. Yes. And I've seen so, so many of your clients and they all have beautiful branding. And I've also been to many of your trainings. I love the brand archetype, tra archetype training that you did. And then you also did a reels training that I attended. So, uh, so many great tools for entrepreneurs. Um, so I know, I know that the, our listeners are probably curious um, as to how you got into the business of, um, I know in your bio, it said that you came from corporate, but what challenges did you need to overcome to start your business? Yeah, so um, I started my, I knew I always, so around 2019 is when we started our business, actually July of 2019. But before then, around 
around December 2018, I start having a feeling that I wanted to start a business, but I always I thought it was going to be in the restaurant industry because that's where I came from. That's where I hung out in and things like that. So I saw myself doing consulting or um, franchisee, um, being like a franchisee um, consultant or a partner, things like kind of going through that process. But the more I thought about it, I was I kind of was like, I was kind of like, teetering and my father passed away of march of 2019 and i remember at my dad's funeral there were so many people that kept coming telling him about like telling me and my brother and my mom about like these moments that they had with my dad and how those moments created like this trajectory for them in their life and i was like if i could help people create these moments for other people i could literally be a change agent to create massive change in the world Mm. And I was like, I can be able to literally be this person that helps amazing people help amazing people because like I'm helping them get louder, build it, build like build these brands. Because even before then, I realized that a lot of businesses were closing, not because they had bad operations, it's because they lacked visibility. People just didn't see them. They weren't showing up as the go-to place to hang out, especially in the res- restaurant place. They weren't being the go-to place. They they looked like they were just kind of like just teetering in, teetering out. So people didn't want to go. But what we were seeing is like, how can we, like, how can I help people? So I like my first job that I had in the restaurant industry was all like you could see us one way but then you couldn't see us the other way and for what we had to do like i created this like strategy i called it my fat five as visibility strategy where we went out and we had connections and created connections with every business within a five mile radius of the restaurant and literally what we did is like we gave out because we it was a pizza and wing place so we were giving out pizza we were giving out wings we were trying, like, I had my cook, my chef in there um, creating new things. And then we would take it out to the um, community. We would, g- we would sh- give it to them. We're like, hey, you know, we created, like, these um, jerk chicken um, jerk chicken fries. We want you to try it. We created, we have a new wing challenge that we created, and we want you to come in and try it out. Um, so, like, that's what we kept doing. So when people came into the restaurant, they were like, these people are, this girl is super creative. She's super like she has these great ideas and then she's really nice. And every time I come into the restaurant, it's a warmth. And we realize like if we go out and build relationships and have them come back and if we can keep the brand solid, then we don't have to worry about people not seeing us. We can the visibility will be fine. But I realize there's a lot of businesses that didn't do that. There was a lot of businesses that. It was like, if they build it, if I build it, they will come. Like, that was a lot of people's philosophy. If I build it, they're going to come. It's going to be fine. But the issue is you have to be able to put yourself in a place to where people can see you. Even if you're going out there just telling you them about what you do, you have to do that. Because if you build it, they're not going to come. They're not going to know that you're there. So that's when we realized that visibility is a huge problem in in business in general, because there's a lot of people who have amazing offers, amazing missions, but because they lack visibility, they're never able to truly tap into the potential that they can truly tap into because no one ever sees it. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like one of those things, like how, like, can you hear a tree fall in in, in the middle of nowhere? Probably not, you, yeah, you can if you're there, but if nobody's there, you don't know if, if it makes sense. Like <laughs> they just, really like, just don't know about it. Yeah, yeah they just don't know. Like it could have, it mm-hmm. could have failed. You don't know. Like, so that's the thing. 
So when I got into the corporate America, I was working for Subway corporate office. That's what we did. Like I worked with franchisees, helping them increase their profitability and visibility in their areas because Subway, especially in Georgia, they had overpopulated the area. There were so many different Subways like within like minutes of each other. So what I had to do with my franchisees is I was like, how can we create this fat five visibility strategy for them so they could go out into the to community, bring those people back and build a brand around themselves where they can increase their profitability and they can actually show up. So mm-hmm. so that's what I thought I was going to do. But then when my father passed away, I was like, can I do this for people who actually are impact driven entrepreneurs, people who have these missions and they're trying to create this change, but they're quiet. They don't want to be salesy. They don't want to just tell people what they can do and things like that, because I'm the same way. I was mm-hmm. like, what, like, how, what if I could help them? And then like, we got, like, we got our first client, like he was, um, he was teaching people how to trade stocks a completely different way. And he was like, here, you know, I don't really want to run ads, but I know like that if I got this out in front of people, like these can this can change some lives for people. So what we did is we created that same thing. We're like, we're gonna create a fat five visibility strategy. We're gonna build your brand that actually speaks to the hearts and souls of your clients. And then we're just we're gonna create you a community of where you can actually have that conversation. You're I always say that your tonalities really is what drives that message home. So I always mm-hmm. tell you want to have a stage you want to create a stage for yourself if it's a podcast if it's a youtube it's something like that where people can hear your tonalities and hear how you you inflate and deflate your words that is how that expresses your your passion and your purpose and mm-hmm. a lot of times in text that doesn't come through they don't 100 oh, percent. yeah so he had created a facebook group he had um created a facebook group we had his offer out and literally within a year he sell he sold um he did a he did he like a hundred and like a hundred and twenty k with no ads and a ninety seven dollar product, all by creating the stage, having him stand up and be vocal, and also building a brand that evoked the emotions of his clients. Mm-hmm. No, I love that, and I love that your brand is a heart centered brand because a lot of the entrepreneurs that I've I've had the pleasure of speaking with so far in the show. They all have this just unbridled passion for what they do. And I can hear that coming through in your voice so much and just how you're explaining what you do with entrepreneurs. And um, so, and just a story about your dad for sure. Cause at the end of the day, even the woman that's listening right now to us is building her brand because she wants to share her heart, wants to share, share her voice and really get it out there. So I think all the points that you're saying about getting out there, getting visible, you know, and um, so what are what are your advice? Uh, what's your advice about getting visible and imposter syndrome? Because I feel like that's been coming up a lot lately with some of the clients that I've been talking to. Yeah. The biggest thing about getting this, the biggest thing about getting visible is that you want to do it authentically to you. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that I had to learn very early on. And I actually, I still learn it. So one of the things that I've been getting really like diving into is the human design. So you have your manifest. Oh, I love human design. Now you're speaking my language. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you have your manifestors. You have your um, manifest generators. And then mm-hmm. me, I'm a projector. Oh, me too. Hey, girl. Hey. Yeah, so I'm a projector. And because I'm a projector, it always felt really, and I didn't even know this. Like, I didn't even know I was a projector, but I, all, like, but I felt this weirdness. Like, I always felt weird when people were like, you know, Carrie, just go out there and talk about what you do and, like, sell your offers and push your offers out there. And I was like, 
that doesn't seem natural to me. It doesn't seem comfortable. Like I want, like, that's not me. Like I'm a person that like, I like to talk about how, like how we help people and think I like to have. We like to talk about other people. (laughs) We're as for invitation people. Exactly. Yeah. So are you, I'm a one, three, what are you? Um, you know what? I haven't looked at my chart. I'm gonna have to look it up, but I, I will send it to you. Yeah, because I'm a one three. I'm, a, I'm like, I'm like diving in. Like, I'm like diving hit for something. Like, give me all the things. <laughs> <laughs> now, one of my girlfriends, uh, Rebecca, is actually a human design um, person, and she can actually do full on readings, which are amazing. Amazing. So I sat with her, and she explained like over an hour the whole process of it. So I have all this information. Uh, but it's really interesting to, when you dive into our, our human design and then how we work best together, right? It really helps us identify a lot about building teams and things like that. Um, so that's great. I love that. And I know that you've been building a team over there too, because you've been growing like crazy even since I met you maybe uh, sometime last year. Yeah. Um, so how have you been growing your team? How have you been going about that? Yeah. So the thing is like, I, so I take a lot of tests, guys. Um, <laughs> so I took a strengths and weakness test, and I realized that which one my, did you take? Um, what's the one that it? it it's like the the more popular one because I remember yeah. it's like the the more it's like a it was all I know is like it was lots of things that they told me to download. It was like lots of pages. I read all the pages. I was like, this is so true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was it was it the Colby test? Yes. Oh yay! Okay. Okay, that, yeah. that's an amazing test too. Yeah, so, so it was really good. Like it was, so I took the test and like at the very bottom, my 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 lowest of the low was consistency. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh man, my Achilles heel is an entrepreneur. Consistency. <laughs> so that was like my lowest of the low, and then I was like, okay, this isn't gonna work with me owning an agency. Mm-hmm. If I can't be, if consistency is like the bane of my existence and it just, just causes me all types of stress to like, to be consistent, I have mm-hmm. to hire people who enjoy that. So then I hired, um, I literally hired somebody like a month into like the business. Cause I was like, this is just not going to work for me. Like I need somebody like keep the ball rolling. If I like, if I fall off. So that's mm-hmm. what I did. Like I literally just kept the ball rolling. And then how we built our team is I've always been really big on building your team deeply. So I never wanted to just hire people just be like, Oh, we need another copywriter. Or we need this. I wanted to, I always said like, Gene was the first person I hired. I was like, okay, Gene, Tell me all the stuff that you're doing and what's the one thing that you don't want to do anymore? And she'd be like, Care, I don't want to do this. Oh, like, okay, we need to find somebody who can do that. <laughs> and then from there, she would be working and we'd be like, Okay, what's the one thing that you don't want to do anymore? And she would be like, I don't want to do this and this. I was like, We'll hire two people for that. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> and really, that's how we did it. So it's like, Everybody in our like everybody kind of knows how to do everything, which is great because mm-hmm. when somebody has to leave or somebody gets sick, it's never like a, sh- a it's not a huge shakeup because people people understand like okay I can fill in because I've been there before or I can do that before and things like that especially the people who started with us from the beginning, but that's how we built it. We build our team deeply and we build it to always be a support for the team, mm-hmm. not just extra people just like to be there because I never wanted just to have extra people. 
I love that. No, I actually was a corporate recruiter for over 15 years in the advertising and creative industry. And that's one of the things that we look for when we, when I hired talent, I was always looking for people that had what we called multi-prong, a multi-prong skill set, which means that they're, they're totally able to do more than one role and they're curious about how everything works because, um, and what you're describing is a hundred percent true. I think with, for any size of business is you have to find people that are curious about the business and willing to dig in deep, which they're, they're going to be team players, like filling in the gaps, right? Cause that's, yeah. that's really how they win. Exactly. So like we've, um, we have a team of like 14. Oh, wow. Awesome. We have a team of 14. I um, I have an operations manager. She does a lot of like the day to day stuff with the team, Mm -hmm. which takes a lot of pressure off of me. So it's like I don't have to ask those like small answer those small questions and things like that. And then we have somebody that kind of it's always I kind of say it's like my operations uh, managers they are kind of like half and half. So we have one that's more split towards um, the team and the other one that's really split towards the clients and making sure the clients have all the things that they need. Mm-hmm. And that's able to help me kind of stay in my zone of, zone of genius, which is strategy. Strategy and like doing the, the fun and going and diving into people's business and diving out because I don't like the consistency. I kind of like <laughs> bounce around and do things like that. So it works mm-hmm. perfectly. And I feel like even a projector, I'm a person that I like being able to give advice, tell you what you need to do, and then walk away. I love that. She's like, Mike, drop the mic. I am done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I didn't realize I didn't realize that mm-hmm. until like until like recently when I did the human design. And I think that's why the human design I think is really important to understand about people and we are clients. Like I would say like try to get your understand your client's human design because you're able to to then be able to support them the most effective way that you can. You know what I love about you is is your willingness to learn about yourself because I think that's what really builds a successful entrepreneur is uh women or just people in general that are willing to take a deep dive into how they work, right? Mm -hmm. Because the more you know about yourself and your leadership styles, where your strengths and weaknesses are as an entrepreneur, the the quicker you can adapt to every situation. And just like you're describing, you call in the help where you need it. You know, you pull in partners that sometimes are, are just as good, if not better, hopefully better than you are to, to work in the areas and really collaborate, right? Yeah, because I think the first thing that I took off my plate is because like we're in the branding space, but I knew that I really wanted to be more strategic. Like, because like having a strategic brand and also having a creative brand sometimes like together is very overwhelming. So I like to be able to shut one off and then work on one and then shut the other one off and work on one. But when I was doing a lot of design work, I couldn't do both. I ha- I was able to like I couldn't do both great. But now. Cause I'm, it's like when I get into the design space, it's because I choose to get, I go, I choose to go there. It's not where I'm like, oh man, we got all this client work. I have to like do all these designs. I'm like, oh no, the team think they can do the designs if they want me to jump in or like they might do something. I'm like, you know what? I think this can be a look another way. I can go in, I can tweak it, but it's the choice that I make to do it. And it's not a necessity for me to do. Mm-hmm. And I can say in my zone is genius, which I'm feeling like is more of like, processes and processes and like strategic and strategic thinking about how to help our clients move their brand forward. I love that. This, and that's, I love that book too. I think we've, I've been talking about that book a lot, the big leap, 
just because it it's the, it should be the foundation of every entrepreneur's business i think just understanding you know how you know what our areas of excellence is and then our zone of genius right mm -hmm. and then and then how we get there over and over again because once you get to a level of, of genius you're you're going to start growing again it's going to become excellence and then you're running you're going to want to move forward again Right. Yeah. So it's like right now. So like I've always like I feel like I've hit the mastery of like create like of being a brand strategist. Like I feel like I like I I feel like I'm an expert there. But I what I keep realizing what I'm noticing is that a lot of people do branding the wrong way. Hmm. They do branding. Mom, based tell us, tell us all about the pitfalls <laughs> of branding. I hope everybody's got their notebook and pens out right now. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a lot of people build brands based off of visuals, colors. Mm -hmm. Oh, I want it like these. These are the colors that I'm thinking about. Um, I'm thinking a logo like this because that's normally what happens. Though, like I'll hear people like our clients don't do it because like I, I've I've learned to cut that bit very early on but i'll hear other branders and they're like oh yeah my client just sent me a logo that she wants me to make and i'm like did y'all go through any strategy stuff and they're like oh no you know we're just doing the visual piece for it or or we're just doing the visual piece for them and i'm like how are you doing the visual piece for somebody without understanding what the brand is supposed to embody or evoke or emotion they're trying to invoke so the flag that I'm planting in the ground, and I'll tell you guys first, <laughs> is I'm going to be, my my new mission and message is I'm going to be reframing the way people look at branding. Mm. I'm going to be shifting that, that paradigm and changing the landscape of what the branding community sees when, when people, when entrepreneurs and business people come and say, hey, I need to do my branding. I want them to start with, hey, I want to do my branding because I want to understand the heart of my brand first. I want to figure out who is my customer innately, like what psychological drivers, emotions that are actually like they're feeling, like what's the last thing they think about? Like I want them to have those conversations first. I want them to create, I want them to be able to identify their brand archetype and figure out like how are they going to articulate their differentiating, differentiating factors to their customer? Then I want them to say, okay, what is my van, my brand voice? What are my rational and irrational attributes that's going to actually position me as that go-to person? And how are they going to actually articulate this to their to their spouses or to their wives or to their friends about why they want my service? And then I want to build a brand visually that speaks that message as well mm. so, that's, that. so that's my mission i love that that's amazing <laughs> get so excited because i'm like Is that, that sounds exactly exactly like the logical process of how a brand should be built we got to start with the heart right we start we start it's from logical but it, and it's just, and that's the thing that always blows my mind it's so logical but mm -hmm. sadly nobody does it that way mm. or they'll say i'm going to build my brand around me yeah. Like, so I'm going to build my brand about what I want and who I like and my things, or they get very surface level with like understanding their customer. A lot of times when, when we do our VIP days with our clients, like we'll ask them, like, you know, you know, tell, tell me a little bit about your audience that you're serving. They'll be like, oh, you know, they're 35. Like they've been in corporate America for a long time. They're deciding to um, move to like trying to make a pivot and they want to do this. And they're uh, or they're a 500 million, they're a 500 uh, million dollar company. Like they say all this stuff. 
And I'm like, okay, but who are they? Mm-hmm. And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who they are. Like, what do you mean, Carrie? I'm like, who are they as a person? Like, yeah. who, like, who are they? Like, not what they do, who are they? Mm-hmm. Like, and then it's the question of, oh, you know, well, she's a, um, she's a single, she's a single, single mom. She's been dating for two years, but she, she, she hasn't been able to find like a spouse because like everybody she's dating doesn't, doesn't want to be an instant parent. Like that's the conversation that you have to understand about your client first to be mm-hmm. able to build a brand that actually speaks to them. I love that. That's really, that's amazing advice. Well, I would also love to ask you, I know that we we're talking a little bit about Zona Genius, right? So what, um, when did you know that you finally shattered your most recent glass ceiling? What, and what was that for you? Um, shattered my most recent glass ceiling. I think for me, so I, um, I just, um, like enrolled in a really high-end coaching program and the reason why I enrolled in it is because I felt like there was I wasn't even though I love my clients I always felt like I was it was always the same conversations and because consistency is not my thing guys (laughs) when I'm always having the same conversation it starts seeming like very like mundane to me and I always knew that I could do more, but I I didn't know what direction that it took for me to take. So I felt like I hit like my, I was like, I could be very fine here. And I love my clients. My clients are so amazing. And like, they're awesome. Like my clients are amazing. Like I'm so lucky to have the clients that I have. Like they're like God's gift. They're great. So I was like, I can be, I can be great here. And like, that would be fine. And I could serve my clients at a high level. We could do all the things. Or... I could level up and be able to be on a different mission of redefining the way people look at branding world over and actually make a huger impact. Mm -hmm. That was kind of like the glass ceiling that I had to kind of, but it took me, it took me to have to like, so back to human design. Um, (laughs) I'm open in my, I'm I'm open like in my head and my mouth. So because I'm open there, a lot of times I have to make decisions at a calm place. Not I didn't know this, but I noticed when I make stuff like too, too excited, like it's like, oh, I'm a new OT. It's going to be so amazing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I'm sure a lot of people can relate with that. <laughs> yeah. And then like what happens is like, I'll it won't be great. Like it won't be great. It won't be good. Like I'll just be like, yeah. So. I knew that I had to make a shift. Like I knew that when I decided to say yes to this coaching program, like I slept on it. I slept on it and I visualized like, what could life be like if I actually like walked through the door of like what I always thought was possible when I was little. Mm, I love that so much. And that you're you're not rushing yourself because you have learned that that is not your style. Yeah. And, and so I I want the woman listening right now to give herself permission uh, to explore, like take the Colby test, figure out what what human design pattern is, 
and then start learning what your preferences are and then be really true to that because that's what I hear you saying over and over again in different ways that that has helped you be successful. So I love all that feedback. Yeah, no, you be true to your heart. Like I always tell people like, and to teeter on, it goes back to like why I created the boss brunch. Like fundamentally the boss rush was created to be create a community of women that collaborate and not in competition. But the core reason is I felt like it became like the journey of who I was, like the journey of me finding my purpose and well, spring into my purpose that was last year. And this year about standing in my purpose. And the idea of standing in your purpose is like, a, there's a lot of people that tell you to do so many different things, do this, do that, go here, go there. But a lot of times, you have to stop. You have to hone in and get back in aligning your purpose and you have to stand fastly in it and then walk. Yeah. I'm like, wait, hold that thought. Yeah. I'm like, I want to know how do you how do you gain that clarity? How do you get the clarity to make your next move? Like what does that look like for you? Do you have a meditation practice? Like what do you do to get really clear and stay grounded? So for me, I what do I do? <laughs> I would say I would say it's a mix of listening to my heart. Because what I always say, like, my head gets me in a lot of trouble. My heart <laughs> always will steer me the right way. Yeah. So if I feel like even there's times where like there's decisions that I've made and I made it with my heart and people were super against it. And even their situation that might not have went according to plan, but because I know that my heart guided me through that, I knew that I, every situation, even though it didn't go as planned, it prepared me for something else that went perfectly. So that, so for me, that's always like, my thing is like, there was, there's so many situations in my life that I was like, man, Lord, why did you tell me to go down this path? <laughs> and Sometimes then, like, it does not make sense. Yeah, it? and then I'll be like, but the thing is, because like I, I'm very like I feel like sometimes I'm very stubborn, and I can get very. Sometimes, like if I'm really great at something, and it, like it's kind of what I said, like I'm real. If I'm really great at something, like I can do it forever, like because I'm good at it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like for me, because I'm sometimes I feel like God and like if you're in spiritual like God has to kind of push me out of something but he has to kind of push me harder because he's like okay you're not going to listen like he's like, I told you <laughs> it's that stubbornness, that stubbornness. <laughs> like, I told you earlier so it's like he'll push me into something and he'll be like here you go this is because you didn't listen he said <laughs> then he'll be like so I want you to take this take this lesson and be prepared because I have something else coming up for you and like there was a time that I was in a um, I was in a a partnership a partnership and it didn't go well and I was really sad that it didn't go well and I was like you know and it, like we lost a lot we lost quite a bit of money from it and I was like a little hurt about it but the thing is through that situation I had another partnership that came that came that um, came about three months later and. Because I had been through that, I knew the questions I needed to ask. I knew the I knew how to prepare myself for it, and and I knew what kind of partnership I wanted and what kind of partnership I didn't. But because mm -hmm. I did, but because I went through that, even though it hurt, it prepared me for something. And if I would have, 
if that wouldn't have never happened and this would have came into play, I probably wouldn't have understood the value of it. And I and I wouldn't have stood up for my. I wouldn't have said, "Hey, you know, this is kind of what I'm thinking here. How, how do you feel about this? How do, how does this look to you?" I'm on a call. Those red baked beans and French fries were so. <laughs> I'm sorry that you missed out. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Sounds like somebody had a really good lunch today. French fries were plant based. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> and that's how it is being uh, working from home, everybody. We that is a homeschooling auntie for you right there. Yes, and, um, it's amazing having our children at home. Uh, and you know, we just we roll with it every single yeah. day. It's yeah, an adventure. So as but, my um, niece, yeah, my niece, I, I homeschool her, and <laughs> because I homeschool her. She's always very conscious of like my eating habits and <laughs> she knows that I'm trying to do more plant-based eating. So she'll, she's, I guess, mocking me because she had something that wasn't plant-based. <laughs> she let me know that it was great. That is so funny. Our, the kids have a way of keeping us on track. That's for sure. <laughs> oh my goodness. But I love what you were saying to go back to what you were saying is uh, really what I heard is that we get so many lessons from failing forward yeah. and that absolutely everything that happens in our life is happening for us, not, not against not, us. Yeah, not to us. Right. And it's all part of that learning process. So I love that. Well, I know we're coming up already. All, we, our time went by so fast, girl. This is so much fun. Um, I know. But I want to ask you one last question, which okay. is, uh, what's your best advice for the women who might be feeling frustrated right now with her business? Uh, she feels like she's ready to move forward uh, to the next level of her life and business. And what would you say would be some some tips for her to make the move? So the first thing that I want to say is, if you're feeling frustrated, if you're feeling like things are not going right, that means that you're in a valley and everything after a valley is the incline. Mm. I'll just know that your moment is coming and that's why that pressure is there. Because a lot of times our our subconscious feels the momentum before we do. So it's anything outside the normal or outside the norm is always like, it's different. So your subconscious is going to like kind of put these thoughts in your head of like, oh man, you know, things aren't working out and things like that. But then also you have to be very conscious in the fact of like what you say to yourself and how you say it to yourself. Mm, amen to that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like it's funny. My husband, um, that's pretty great. But one of the things that he always tells me is like your subconscious is a yes man. And every time you say something to yourself, your subconscious is going to say yes. Mm -hmm. So if you say that you're amazing, your subconscious is going to say, yes, you're amazing. Like, oh, my gosh, you're great. But if you say, oh, my gosh, like, I just can't figure this out. Like, I don't know why I'm in business. Your subconscious is like, yeah, I don't know why you're in business. You might need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the truest thing I heard all day long. Yeah. So that's how you have to think about it. And then, like, I always say, give yourself grace. Like, creating a business is a very lonely road. And you have to give yourself the grace and the space to go through the go through the the ups and the downs because it's kind of like equilibrium. Um, 
everything has to create go back to balance and a lot of times when it comes to like business it's those ups those hills and those valleys that creates that equilibrium because you can't always go up like even in the stock market you always have to kind of go back to that equilibrium to create the balance so that's what that's how i tell people to think about it like give yourself grace like you're gonna have good days in business you're gonna have bad days in business even the best people in business have have ugly cry moments mm-hmm. oh my gosh i every single person every single woman i've had on this show has, has said that like it it looks all pretty on the outside right but behind the scenes real life is happening and that's that's part of the journey right is the in the grit and how we handle all the things that happen on the back end with grace and strength for sure exactly yeah amazing well good well i did do we have a time for one more question of course all right amazing well since you're bringing up challenges and just kind of talking about that journey what's the biggest challenge that you have right now with your business as far as if it were solved it would bring you more time money or freedom and what's the most important thing to you right now oh um <laughs> i think that's i think luckily it's a twofer but it's all in one i feel like for me it's because like i'm very lucky and grateful that we're scaling very quickly but in the mix of scaling that means that you have to like extend yourself and your space so the one thing that I'm look that for me is like I really am looking for like a, a a mini carry in the works because I need somebody to kind of help me with like more of the strategy pieces sometimes because like even though my team does amazing stuff, the strategy stuff sometimes takes a takes a long time to learn and understand, especially the way that we do it. So like for me, that's kind of like my biggest challenge. And I would say, yeah. That's what I need. I need another. I need a mini carry. Mm -hmm. The biggest challenge is because we're scaling. Scaling is always scary. Growth is always scary, and like the pressures always come into play because you're bringing in new clients and you want to always create that smooth feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and hiring the right people can is definitely um, the lifeblood of any good business. Yeah, so <laughs> true. Amazing. Well, thank you for that. And I know, again, we're coming up on time. So I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. And how can how can the listeners reach you? Yeah, so you can um, reach me at brandywithcarry.com. I mean, brandywithcarry on Instagram. You can connect with me at Salasta, connect with Salasta. And um, right now we're really pushing the boss brunch which I'm really super excited about today because I'm super excited about because it's literally kind of exactly what we talked about here is being able to kind of hone you back in. So we have 16 amazing speakers and literally what all of us are going to be talking about. I'll be talking about the building of the seven figure brand and how I had to double down on that and how my client had to double down on building her seven figure brand. And then I'm also going to be talking about the reframing, um, the reframing, the re, um, the reframing of a of a brand and like how people changing that. So we have that coming up. Um, that's going to be June 10th and 11th. And I'm super excited about that. So if you're interested, um, please just go visit us as, at bossbrunch.live to register. Um, but yeah, so that's the stuff that we have going on. I'm super excited though, because the Boss Brunch is powerful. Like it's little, it literally is pretty much all this that we talked about is like honing back in, getting back into alignment and then walking forward in your next step of your purpose. 
Amazing. I love all of that. And um, thank you so much uh, for being on the show today. And if you're listening all the way through to the end, then I want to thank you, lady. Thank you for spending some time with us today and for making this investment in yourself to learn not only about branding, but really what it means to have a heart-centered business and get into alignment with your purpose and check Carrie out. And you're always welcome to give me a call as well. I'm a master integrated breakthrough coach and I help people every day get into alignment with their purpose their vision and break through their glass ceilings to their next level of genius. And you can contact me at www.callwithris.com and that's C-A-L-L with wrist, R-I-S-S dot com. All right, guys, until next time, thank you and stay light. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>